Welcome to Adventures in Leadership, the podcast where we explore the connection between adventure and leadership. I'm your host, Bruce Huff. Life and business is full of the unusual, the exciting, the unknowns, risks, and ambiguity, all of which define adventure in this journey of ours. In each episode, we'll take a deep dive into the lessons and experiences that can be gained from adventuring beyond our comfort zones and taking on new challenges, and how we can apply those to life, leadership, and business. Join us as we hear from business leaders, experts, and yes, explorers and adventurers who have leveraged their experiences to develop the skills, the resilience, and mindset needed to be effective leaders. So grab your gear and buckle up. It's time to embark on a journey of personal growth, inspiration, courage, and discovery. Let's get started. Welcome to part two of my conversation with my son, Derek Huff. I I know that one of the things that I have appreciated about you and your sister when you were touring together and then even independently in, in this area where because you're in the public eye, right? Um, people have ideas about who you must be. You know, they, they see your public persona. One of my favorite experiences was walking backstage and and hearing uh, this kind of rough old roadie, uh, you know, all tattooed, bearded, long hair, T-shirt, ACDC, whatever, yeah. you know, and he's... <laughs> And he's pretty gruff and I'm backstage and he's like, what are you doing back here? You know, and I, I go, oh, I'm with the band. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, the, the kids, those are my kids. And, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden his entire demeanor changes. Literally a tear comes to his eye and he tells me how much he appreciates what people, good people that you are because you treat them like everybody else not less than anyone in any other position and they they're just very much uh, you know appreciative of the fact that your kindness knows no caste system no stratus of uh, elitism nothing kindness is for everybody and that's an example and that example is a leadership trait uh, when you exempt exemplify virtues and traits that that should be um uh you know followed i mean that's that's a huge thing and i know that that's a natural thing for you to do but you know for those of us where it's not as natural uh you can become more like that person if you want i i love teaching this concept of you know, set a goal to smile at three people you don't know every day. I mean, three <laughs> people, give them a smile and see what the reactions are. Well, first of all, it makes you feel good just to smile. That's just a physiological response to smiling. You're going to feel Absolutely. better at smiling. But, but it's interesting when you pick somebody you do not know and you intentionally smile at them in their pregnancy so they are aware of that smile. It is a remarkable thing, and it changes yeah. your whole state to do that. Well, well, to answer what you were saying before, you know, somebody told me this before, and I thought it just stuck with me. And it was, it was understand because I'm going to be honest with you. In the early seasons of Dancing with the Stars, for instance, I was not, 
I wouldn't consider myself a super, super nice, like honestly. And, and it wasn't that I, I wasn't me necessarily, but what would happen was that I would get extremely fearful. I would get extremely fearful that um, I, I wasn't going to be good, good enough. And I, and I, I didn't have enough time. And so when the producers would ask me for an interview and, and I would be like, no, you know, no, no, I would react in a way that was just, it wasn't pleasant, honestly. And I look back at that and I look back at that version of myself and I'm like, interesting. And then what happened was I, I started to understand myself a little bit more realizing that like, oh, when I, when I act like that towards people, I'm acting, <clears throat> I'm acting out of fear. Like I go back to like, why, why am I, when I'm in a very confident place and I feel very confident about myself, I'm only, I'm only, and I feel good about myself. I'm only giving goodness to people. I'm only giving love to people. And even in difficult situations, but if I'm hurting and if I'm in a fearful position, that's when I, I, I was like, oh, that's when I, that's when I like react certain places to certain people. So that was a big learning experience. And then half sometime, you know, within like, you know, uh, after a few seasons, somebody told me something that was really interesting. They said, learn other people's jobs, understand, and not just learn them like everything, but like understand what they do understand what they do because what ha ends up happening what happened at the beginning was i thought that my job was the most important you know i thought there's no show if i'm not dancing and there's no da, 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 da. i was just like you know this young naive kid who was just terrified but and they would always say derek there's there, we have to have interviews so what i did is i made the conscious effort to to learn what the lighting guy does what is his job what is the producer, field producer over here? What is the camera operator? What does his job do? What does this say? And how does that all, how do all their jobs contribute to this whole show? And, and that if this person wasn't here, it wouldn't be the same show. And if this person wasn't here, it wouldn't be the same show. It's a, such a collaborative effort. It's a symphony basically that's creating this orchestra of, of um, you know, synergy. And so for me, what that did is it, it taught me one, to, respect and to appreciate everybody involved and and then what ended up happening was one i just i feel better about you know about the situation the environment and um and I, it became a better working environment it became more collaborative it became like then in the future there'd be certain guys who'd be like Hey, I don't really do this for anybody else but like like i love working with you derek and like you're you know like we'll do this you know and so and I didn't do it for that reason, but you know, you start realizing that those relationships became really valuable over time. You know, when I do direct or I do produce something, I call up, you know, that camera operator, you know, or I call up that lighting guy and he's like, yeah, man, of course, I love working with you, you know? And, and I think back, I'm like, man, if I would have stayed on the path of like my, my earlier self, I would have zero relationships with these people because I was so focused on myself. I'm so focused on my value and not their value. And, um, and, and by the way, doesn't mean that I'm perfect. You know, that it still, it still creeps up, you know, just recently I was in a, a situation where we're about to go live on television and I'm doing this performance and the music isn't right. And I'm, I'm panicking and I, and I kind of, I, I speak, you know, strongly with, with, you know, with the musical director and, and in front of everybody. And I was, you know, under pressure and, and by the way, instantly felt felt like terrible right it's instantly it was it was just in the moment and, and i and i went over and i talked to and i and i apologized to him and i just said like i'm so sorry and i 
you know, genuinely the fear got the better of me. And I just, you know, I, I always make a point that if I ever do have a moment like that arise, which is less and less and less, but if it does happen, I, I immediately try to, uh, to own it, you know, own that moment and, and, uh, and to just give my, show my appreciation, my love for that person. So I guess the, narr- the, 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 the moral of the story basically is, is every single person has value. Every single person around you, whether it be the, the stage hand or the props or hair or makeup, whatever it is, there's no more important job. Everybody's job's important. And, and to, if you treat it that way, um, you realize that there you've, you've created a team. And I, I get emotional sometimes when I, when I think about, I can call my friend, I'm like, Hey, I need a, you know, I need this thing for the drums and I need the horns. And I'm so thankful for them um, that I've been fortunate enough to create this sort of like community and this team to where if I have creative ideas, I can reach out and it's a beautiful experience and it's, it's challenging sometimes, but it's, it's a good experience. So everybody's yeah. job is valuable. Well, not only everybody's job is valuable, but I love what you said about um, learning and understanding the roles of other people. Uh, I, I had a very interesting experience once. We, I was in a different industry, uh, you know, nutritional supplements. We manufactured thousands of products. It was a very interesting business. I remember, and we acquired a lot of businesses. It was sort of a roll-up so that we could, um, you know, scale this business. And we went to a company uh, to go look at it. And I'm standing with the CEO kind of on a catwalk overlooking their manufacturing facility. And I asked him a question. I says, oh, so what, what are the, uh, what machine is, you know, what, what are you using over here in terms of your, um, I think it was a, a encapsulating machine, you know, what, what machine are you guys using? Uh, and he looked at me as, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I yeah. thought to myself, that's interesting. I mean, you know, I, even if all you did was sign the, the purchase orders for that machine, you know, you'd know what it was. Uh, he literally did not understand anything that happened on the floor and uh, of his manufacturing facility. And that was a, it was sort of a revelation to me because, you know, my partner who was, you know, just a genius in, in business um, was somebody that, really taught me you have to understand kind of the detail right understand what when you produce a tv show you got it understanding the details of how that gets done even if you're the executive producer you need to know those details because that's all part of what makes it successful now you don't have to do those jobs but you need to understand them well enough right you need to be able to to, uh, understand how it fits into the overall uh, overall picture. So I, I said that was very interesting. The other thing that you said that I thought was really key was, uh, and you didn't actually say it, I'm going to say it for you. You get to choose how you act. Um, it's, it's that agency that we have that basically says, oh yeah, you know what? That wasn't my best response. That's not how I, that's not who I am. I shouldn't have responded that way to that person. You get to choose how you respond. That's the Victor Frankl man search for meaning lesson. Yeah. Steve Covey really articulated it well when he said, you know, the the space between stimulus and response, that space is that moment where you get to choose how you yeah. think about something or what you do, how you respond. And 
that everybody has that. And if we yeah. just realize that we still have, we do have that space. And sometimes it's not a lot of space, but sometimes we need to take more space uh, yeah. be, and give ourselves more space so that we do respond in the right way. Uh, and, and lastly on that, the, the idea of acknowledging and recognizing and appreciating those who you work with. Yeah. Uh, that is maybe one of the, the least followed ideas of leadership, which is, yeah, um, show appreciation, give, show gratitude, uh, have expressions of, of not only acknowledgement, but recognition for their contribution to the overall organization or system or TV yeah. show or whatever it happens to be. And, and taking that time to give that recognition, you can do private uh, acknowledgement, which is important, but you can also do public recognition uh, for things that ought to be also publicly recognized. And so uh, I love the idea that I think uh, Kuzis and Posner talked about called the encouraging heart. And to me, that's one of the key principles of your ability to lead your partners is having an encouraging heart. Well, I, I think what we're saying too is it's it just creates a culture too. It creates an environment where it, it's everybody is working at their best. You know what I mean? And that's the key, right? Is to bring out the best in people. Like, and you know, there's a. Um, I'm actually hold on. I'm actually, this. I just saw. I had this thing actually here, which I just saw. And I thought it was really interesting. He's disappeared from the camera, but he's back. Okay, yes. He Sorry. Oh, he's well, I. I I'm actually gonna read. I'm actually gonna read something because I thought this was kind of interesting too. And this isn't just. This is a. You know, we all have a we all have dark inside inside us, right? And we also have light. What you stand witness for in others is strengthening them by the power of your observation, right? So it's like basically, if you see the best in people, it'll bring out the best in them. If you see the worst in people, it'll bring out the worst. Yeah. And I think that that's the idea is it's it's you bring out the best by the power of your observation. So I I, I love that because. You know, when you see certain people, you might be like, ah, I don't know, that, that guy, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like the way, he, you know, your instinct is like your, your first impression perhaps is like, I don't like the way he is or the detox. Blah, blah. But instead of sort of being judgmental, right? Because first of all, too, when you judge, you immediately separate. You immediately separate yourself from that person. So instead of being judging, you're be curious, right? You're like, Okay, why, why, why are they like that? What I wonder where that comes from. Like, and, and you lean into that person rather than like pull away, lean into that person and say like, "Hey, so tell me, like, what's your story, man? Like, what's like, what's your life?" And then it's happened many times where all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh, okay, that." Uh, and then you see them soften, you see them like warm up, you see them open up, and you realize, oh, they're just having a bad day or something, right? Something happened that morning, or maybe that's just the way they are. And, <laughs> And it's not, it's not, it's not personal or anything like that. It's just the way they are. Um, yeah. But the point being is that it's about being curious. I think that is one of the most important words, you know, and practices um, to be a leader or to be somebody that you want to encourage is to be curious because most things are never what they seem. And especially people, you know, most people, when you see them at face value, there's so much more behind there. And I think that when you lean in a little bit and get curious, you're going to 
unlock something beautiful and and more importantly just understand more and i think that that's that's another thing too is just understand like be curious understand and i think that just opens up a floodgate of uh of community collaboration and and um good uh, environment you know great environment yeah you know one of our adventures that i really enjoyed was when we went to israel and uh, oh yes that was awesome yeah, you and and then our you know our youngest son sam and and uh, my wife deborah and just the four of us and we went with a very very small group uh fit in a mini little minivan and we went everywhere and uh i just the one thing i thought that was really interesting is that about everywhere we went whether it was israel or guatemala or wherever we've been internationally especially the idea to really um understand those cultures and those communities and and respect what they bring to our kind of global family and uh it is a it's a fascinating part of i think you know good leadership which is you talk about curiosity the idea of wanting to understand you know the other but also uh just the idea that um as americans we sometimes go into places with a completely mis a complete misconception and yeah. we have to keep ourselves very open uh and i loved your point about uh curiosity versus judgment what a great principle that is for leadership and for anyone uh in almost every circumstance it's part of that emotional intelligence and cultural intelligence that we should be practicing and making sure that we're uh we're working with effectively so i uh, i appreciate that context uh look um let's kind of finish up a little bit with this idea of uh adventure um in learning you've had you are a learner uh you started out as a child just like we all did right and you learned to dance and became a world champion you've learned to act and to sing and have, have performed uh, on Broadway and in the, on the West End. Uh, you have learned to do other skills, some of the other jobs that weren't your primary job, but you became curious about other people's jobs. And, and one day while we were in Guatemala, you got a phone call that said, hey, Derek, tell us a little bit about that and what that <laughs> in terms of that adventure became yeah it was funny um so we, yeah, we were in guatemala and it was poor, it was like a jungle downpour rain torrential i think it was tikal we were in tikal and um and i get the phone call and I'm like hi I, I work for michael buble and we, i'd love for you to direct this music video for one of his songs and i'm like i'm like we're raining i'm like okay what <laughs> you know and um michael who <laughs> michael what michael he's that guy um, but long story short, I, I ended up having an idea for the song when I heard it and, and, um, and quickly sent them back an idea concept. And within a few weeks, you know, I shot this music video, um, which, uh, which by the way, he never knew about, he never knew about that. And he didn't even know that they asked me to do this and I did it for free and everything. And, and, um, he ended up seeing it when he was, uh, you know, just just with his son you know and and 
he like, have you, Michael, have you seen this video? And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, and he looked at it and um, he realized and he watched it and he, it, brought, it brought tears to his eyes and, uh, and we became friends ever since. But that was one of those experiences where I, I've never really directed something, um, but I, except like maybe little concept videos or little things here and there, but that was a, uh, a big learning experience for me. And I, and I looked at all the different experiences of, of, of observing directors and observing camera operators or DPs and, and um, just by observation, kind of just winging it a little bit. And then you realize, you know, actually, I know a little bit more than I thought, you know, and you start trusting your instincts a little bit more. And, and um, but what's really important is, is having that collaborative effort. You know, you're just communicating with people and you're realizing how important the DP is, you know, and, and how talented they are. And you, and you, and you also empower them. You say, whatever you think, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna defer to you on this. Like you are the expert in this area. I'm gonna defer to you for, for what you think. Um, and that's also that other thing too, is being super humble in, 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 in but trusting your vision, trusting your, 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 your ability, but also to delegate, you know, and, and to also empower others to do what they do best and to do their job. Um, and I think that was super helpful and, and, and you know, a way that, helped me get into that directing space a lot more. And, and then since then I've directed many more videos and, and, uh, and it's been, it's been great. It's been great. And I actually have one coming up very soon. And by the way, the way I kind of do it now a little bit is uh, I set the date before I even have the creative, I don't even know what I'm doing. And then it's like, this is the date and I got to figure something out by then. Um, but I'm very excited about this one. I do have an idea for this one and it's, uh, it's going to be really good, but but uh but yeah I that that's kind of a little life hack too isn't it i mean you basically you know you know you have a project you need to do you need to set yourself a date this is this is my drop dead i gotta have it here and and it kind of it's interesting because we we actually uh are made to work under stress Stress is actually a real motivating opportunity to really achieve and to accomplish the thing that you want to do. Yeah. Um, and it's the distress that we have to get rid of, right? The distress isn't so healthy, but the stress is actually quite good. And, and so setting a date is a great life hack. If you just say, I'm going to write a book and you just go, okay, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't set a date for it, you're never going to write the book, right? Yeah. So no, you have that, to but that, that, that was that was Dancing with the Stars. That was such a great learning experience because it's like uh, you're going live on in front of people. There's no like, give me one more day. Give me another hour. It's like, no, this is what's happening. And you're either ready or you're not. And, and <laughs> it was it was stressful. But but we we did it, you know, and you and you, but you start to build confidence in yourself when you do those things, when you finish those tasks. And, and actually, I think I was reading something actually in your, in your library there. Um, I, I, tur I, tur I turned a, a page and I, I saw something and it basically was, a, I think it's called Atomic, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits, yeah, by James Clear. He's a great, it's a great yeah. book. In a, and uh, anyone who hasn't read that should re read that. He really breaks down uh, habit formation in a really effective way. Yeah. And I was just saying like, it's, it's those small completions, right. Making your bed completed, did that completed. And you, those small completions 
you, they stack on top of each other and you start to feel like better about yourself. So completing a project like you know, Dancing with Stars or this video, you suddenly go, oh, okay. And you just, you keep building on that complete, those completions and those habits. And it's uh, it's pretty great. Um, so one of the things that we're going to do together a little bit is uh, make ourselves available to have um, a little conversation, whether with a corporate or nonprofit or educational institutions, uh, and talk about the idea of taking the lead, which was the title of your book, and, and your dad's kind of stealing it a little bit to taking the lead leadership uh, lessons from the art of dance. It's really interesting because I've studied leadership and, and practiced it within the context of business and nonprofits. I just had this weird thing hit me one day where I said, wait a second, Derek is literally living almost every leadership principle as he is working with people in dance. And, uh, and I started kind of making that list of things and kind of going, whoa, wait a second. And even in the actual movement mm -hmm. of dance, there's yeah. things, I mean, for example, starting off when you're going to say, hey, we're going to learn a dance. Well, the first thing you probably tell your partner is, well, what is the dance, right? Oh, it's a cha-cha. Well, immediately, if you know anything about dance, you kind of get that little cha-cha rhythm. You kind of get it. Uh, most people would, you know, say, oh, yeah, I, I, I kind of know what a cha-cha is. But at least you have a little context now to build on. But it's just one of those things where I think um, one of the adventures in learning is how do we make learning more sticky? Uh, that's a sticky learning is sort of the principle yeah. that science is kind of how do we how do we get our neuro uh, yeah. the, the neurological aspects of of learning into a place where it becomes sticky where in most cases and one of the reasons we formed lead in the first place is in most cases you're when when someone tells you something you remember about this much yeah uh, if we show you how to do it you you learned about this much uh if you have to teach it you're going to learn this much right i mean if yeah, you do it yeah. if you have to teach it, it's even more so one of the things that's great and you talked a little bit about this in your dancing experience when you were teaching people to dance it was the the fact that you had to do it yeah. was helping you learn how to teach and uh, it was sort of that on the job training a little bit but uh when we when we have an experiential uh learning experience yes then we really can make it stickier so also also immer also immersive immersing immersive. yourself like immersing yeah. yourself in something so there's the idea of like okay if i really want to become good at something like you know if i really want to get good and it's why people always are like wow dance with the stars they improve so quickly it's incredible i'm like well they are for three months every single day working for at least five hours every single day now name another thing that you've done that for very, very little, <laughs> like, but so if I say, I want to become a great guitar player, you go, okay, well, I'm going to take a half hour lesson once a week. You're like, okay, that's good. That's going to be a long time. But if you were to say, I'm going to take five hours every day for three months, your growth is going to be exponential, right? It's going to be crazy. So not that we all have the time to do that, but my point being is that if there's something that you really, really are desiring to not be afraid to immerse yourself into something 
if if I'm reading it in a book, I'm going to remember like zip, right? I mean, very little. Yeah. But if I have to, if I'm doing something, it goes back to movement, right, Derek? I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, you can't teach a dance unless someone's moving. That's they're they're actually doing something. They're they're, there's movement associated with learning to dance, just like there's learning uh, associated. Any any kind of learning can be enhanced with movement. So it's it's sort of movement goes both ways. It may be specific to learning tennis or to learning basketball or to learning dance, but also movement enhances other learning as well absolutely and actually what you just mentioned it too association whatever you associate and, and nothing is more powerful to, to make something sticky is to create an emotion to that experience like like if you if you were to say you know like i i heard this before but like if, if you were to say where were you on august 20th 1985 or whatever you'd be like, I don't know. But if I say, where were you on 9-11? You know what I'm saying? Like what we all know where we were because there was such a visceral emotion attached to that experience. And we all know, I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what I was doing. Um, and so, you know, even like with dance, the way I use that experience to associate, to attach association or emotion to certain things to help them remember things uh, a good example, actually, uh, Joanna Krupa, um, we were doing a dance, a tango, and we kept getting to this part and she kept messing up and I was getting frustrated. I was like, ah, ah, and I was kept, I kept like getting this frustrated noise, like, ah, and I would go try it again, you know, I walk over there and we dance and I, and she, she'd mess up and I go, ah, and then when I, when I realized I, I sort of checked myself because I felt myself getting high and getting, you know, frustrated and I was getting frustrated because I didn't know what to say i didn't know what to do and but then when i started to realize that when we started getting to that moat to that part i could feel her tense up because she was expecting me to react she react was anticipating negative. she yeah. was anticipating a negative reaction she was she so she associated a negative experience to that motion so i was like okay this is on me i'm not being a good coach i'm not being a good teacher here this is all on me so I, I switched, flipped the script. We started doing a tango. I get to a point and she does it wrong, but I celebrate. I go, yes, yes, that's it. You did it. And I was like, she's like, what, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you nailed it. And I'm like high-fiving her. And I'm like, we're jumping up and down. I'm like, let's do it again. We do it again. She doesn't do it right still, but I still like, that's perfect. I, I give her hand, but, but just, just do that little thing. But other than that, perfect. Just And so... I keep doing that and I keep sort of associating a positive experience to that move. And then before you know it, she, that's her favorite move of the whole routine. She can't wait to do that move. She can't wait to get to that section and we get there. And she, even if you watch it back, she hits it and she, the whole dance, she's doing good in that part. She does it so good. And what I realized is that that was my fault. I was, I needed to associate a positive emotion and feeling to this mo this time, this moment, this move. And that's where it became sticky. So creating an emotion um, to, you know, something that you're learning is so important. That's why moving motion equals emotion, right? So the way you move directly affects the way you feel. So it's like, how do we make something stick? Let's say something, let's learn something, but let's move our bodies while we're doing it and, um, and, and create an emotion to it. And I think that that's, uh, 
that's that's a powerful thing and that's what's so great about this this about lead is that you know you're learning something but you're moving you're on an adventure you're doing you know you're taking action you're not just like well it could be cool if we did it no no you're doing it and you're learning and so i think that 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 experience of of learning the 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 you know the script if you will i mean like and like the the the, the then actually do the 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 experience and the adventure of it all and combine those two that's what creates not only a, a, a everlasting experience but a memory and like you said something sticky yeah it basically we think it then you know the literature says that it becomes portable you take it from that experience that moment where there is motion and there's movement and there's emotion and you're attaching it to a learning experience uh, that's a leadership principle. And then when you go back to the office and you kind of go, oh, yeah, I totally get how that fits here because I remember how it fit there. And I just remember how important it was. And it's going to transfer so well into yeah. what they do. And, and it's, and, and it's, you don't, you're just not going to forget the principle. You're going to remember the principle. You still have to choose to act on it, but it is, yeah. uh, you know, the, the science is behind it. The uh, evidence is behind it. And, you know, it's one of those things where you, you know, when we started this business, the idea was, well, you know, we've had a number of entrepreneurial successes in life. It's been uh, a fun run on a number of business levels. But what do we want to do now? Right. And um, I remember asking myself that question because every individual from a personal leadership standpoint, also has to gain clarity about what their purpose is, what they want to do. And one of the purposes that I had was, well, I want people to, you know, help, help people to understand how to, to, to lead better. We need great leaders in this country, in this world, in, in business, in politics, in government, in nonprofits. We need great, we don't just need a leader, we need great leaders. We need leaders who, who practice many of the fundamentals we talked about just in this in the, these podcasts. And the idea it, here is, how do we how do we help people, you know, do that? And one of the ways well, that I thought was, first of all, I, I like being out of doors and I like adventure. Yeah. As I search the literature, it's like, wait a minute, this is like one of the best ways we can teach leadership principles. I mean, this is fantastic. Yeah. Well, also to say what you're saying before, it's not just it's not just creating good leaders to lead other people. It's creating a, a leaders who lead themselves, right? It's it's like exactly. to lead because that's where it really begins, right? That's where it all starts is, starts is being able self leadership, self leadership, and that's that's one of the hardest ways to lead, honestly, because you know I think we often say it's so easy to give advice, but to take your own advice is really hard, right? So oh, it's, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. But so I think that that is a is a a very important sort of distinction of of you know having this adventure this experience really what it is is it's I'm gonna I'm gonna gain leadership of myself I'm gonna, I'm going to learn to lead myself better um so that that and then by a consequence a consequence is that is that I'm gonna be able to lead others you know um and I I, I think that that self leadership is is it's an ongoing process it's an ongoing practice um but it's something that once you start to see improvement it starts to get a hold of because here's the thing you know dad you were mentioning 
you were mentioning about all these different accomplishments that I've done, you know, and achieved and Emmy awards and trophies and world championships and whatever it might be. But the thing that I'm honestly most proud of for myself, honestly, is, is, you know, overcoming certain things in my life and certain habits in my life and certain things that I didn't like, I, I didn't like the path that I was going down and I was able to get a bit more leadership of myself and to trust myself a bit more. And for me, that moment, I, I revere that I more than any trophy that I could have ever won is, 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 is that moment that I was able to really like say, Hey man, I, I I'm going to take lead of my life and of myself. Um, I'm not going to be at, at the mercy of my, of my habits or of my, um, you know, uh, decisions, yeah. environments, I'm going to create that. And I think that that, you know, that is something that I feel the most proud of, of my achievements, you know, of myself. Um, and, and, and what's great about that too, is that because of that transition in my life, you know, where I did take a bit more leadership on myself. It was a, a knock-on effect. So many more opportunities, so many more things happened, and so many more. It just, it just, it was a floodgate. And um, so, I think that that's that's a really important focus with all of this is that self, you know, understanding and, and curiosity and and leadership, and then to then, as a consequence, help and serve and lead others. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's really the design of the programs that we do is we we do um, self-leadership, group leadership, and organizational leadership. And uh, and they they can kind of operate in that sequence, too, because uh, yeah. you're right. It, it is a lot better to have done some self-mastery work. And by the way, I mean, come on, let's just be really honest about it. Nobody's perfect. I mean, uh, the fact that I like to teach leadership doesn't mean I'm the best leader in the world. The fact that I like to adventure doesn't mean I'm the most accomplished adventurer in the world. Um, but, but here's the thing. Um, one thing that we can do is we can accompany each other in discovering the things that we need to do for ourselves and for others. And so really the way we look at lead is um, the, the leadership, the experience, the adventure, the development, the growth, these things, it's not like there's no magic pill. There's no silver bullet. There's no, you know, instantaneous uh, results here. Everything takes hard work. Just like you said, it's hard work and we should expect it to be hard work. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I see our role in our organization as accompanying our clients, our friends, our colleagues, our, those who associate with us, uh, our partners, uh, to accompany them on that discovery. And we can, you know, provide some of the tools uh, yeah. to, you know, make that discovery uh, more clear and provide clarity. Uh, and that's really the role I think we play in this situation. Um, listen, before I let you go, because, you know, you got work to do. Uh, yeah. We all do, uh, but it's been so much fun having this conversation with my own boy. I mean, I love it. It's like we could go on for for another couple hours, probably, but we won't. Um, but just in thinking about 
the things that we've chatted about, adventure and leadership, any sort of parting shots, any thoughts that you want to just share or or really kind of anything you'd like to just uh, end up with, doesn't matter. Your, your, think, uh, your, closing, your closing thought, just sort of like, yeah. you know, what does adventure mean to you? Hmm. Let me ponder on that for a moment. You know, adventure. I'm actually gonna. Um, I'm actually gonna quote uh, Brene Brown. I thought I. 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 I, awesome. I uh, pardon. She's awesome. She's oh, just she's ridiculously. She's, she's phenomenal. Terrific. She's phenomenal, yeah. and I think this is a good one for adventure because I think that you know. It, to, to be to to take an adventure right in any in any way whether it be a physical adventure an emotional adventure a spiritual adventure a community right. a community adventure i mean there's so many different types of adventures but you have to be daring you have to be vulnerable right yeah. and and daring to be daring is and this to quote her is is not saying i'm willing to risk failure Daring is saying, I know I will eventually fail, but I'm still all in. And I, and I just thought that that's, that's a great one because I think that the, the fear of failure stops people from adventure. Yeah. The fear of, of failing stops you from taking that job, taking that interview, <laughs> you know, going on the, the trip you know, the fear of failing, the fear of it. And then by the way, the failure of it, but also the, 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 the failure of the expectation of it. Like, what if it doesn't meet my expectations of what I think it should be, you know? Um, but it, it's, so to be daring is to say that it's okay. I'm going to fail. I know I'm going to fail, but I'm still all in. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's do this. And I think that is a, uh, that's empowering. That's empowering, and that's gonna it's gonna opportunities to to take more adventures. All right, great, Derek. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate the time that you've uh, given to uh, have this discussion on um, adventures in leadership. And by the way, we've got to get our next adventure plan soon. Let's do it. That's it for this episode of Adventures in Leadership. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the lessons and experiences gained from taking on the adventure of life and business and how it can inform your own leadership development. This has been a production of LEAD. We are a new kind of personal, team, and organizational leadership company dedicated to accompanying those who want evidence-based learning and education that activates development and growth to produce the results you want in life and in business. We are also dedicated to serving youth in a quest to minimize digital reliance, to provide outdoor activities, to do hard things, to serve others, and to put a little adventure in their lives. Check out our website at l-e-a-d.co to learn more about who we are and how we are serving.